0: I signed up for a Mailchimp account. I hired a um, an Indian developer to design our website on ODesk, and um, I quickly realised over the course of a few months that neither were the right fit for what we were doing. <laughs> I was going to ask you
1: about the developer. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore.
1: Welcome back to the Active Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Moore, and this is episode seven. In this episode, we've got a really great interview with Jake Hauer from fusedapp.com. Jake is a great entrepreneur and another marketing automation freak like myself. He's got a great story of how he got started uh, down his entrepreneurial journey uh, when he kind of got uh, gifted a developer from Dan Norris, who we talked to in episode three. Dan was just wrapping up Insightly and uh, was running out of money, and he couldn't pay some of his staff, so he called up Jake and said, hey, do you want to hire one of my developers? Uh, So Jake said yes and took over that developer, and you can hear the rest of the story in the main part of the interview. But before we get to that, the shameless social proof segment uh, where we read out a few iTunes reviews. So we've got a couple more of this episode from the United States. Uh, And here's one from Bernard Maxwell, five stars. He says, great, quick podcast to get more moves for my business. Keep them coming. I'm subscribed. Well, thanks, Bernard. We really appreciate that. And we'll read out one more here from Donald Bell, who says, five stars, excellent information. I love this podcast. They're short and to the point, and the tips are inspiring. Thanks, Donald. That's what I'm aiming for. I really want to give you guys a balance between some inspirational interviews, like this week's interview with Jake, and some actionable tips that you can take away, some automations you can put into your business straight away. So, without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode with Jake Howard from Fused App. All right, so I'd like to welcome Jake Howard to the show. How are you, Jake?
0: I'm doing really well, thanks, Barry. Thanks for having me on. I'm pretty excited to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm really uh, looking forward to chat with you because I, you know, I follow a lot of entrepreneurs online. Probably a lot of the same people that you do. And there's two stories I really love. One is, uh, um. Dan Norris's story about, you know, he's been at the plate swinging and swinging and swinging in this entrepreneurial game for I think about 10 years now and with kind of mixed success and then finally he gets on to WP Curve and uh, just hits it out of the park. It's a great story.
0: Absolutely. I think um, most entrepreneurs would have a similar story to him and I think the... Or oh, the, the reason he stands out is because he actually like he he, he lets people into his story like that's not something that I, I'm very you know com, uh, comfortable doing. But um, in terms of like the lows, he shares a lot more lows than he does highs. And, yeah, for um, sure. People seem to resonate with it, don't it's, they?
1: It's great to see a success. And the other great story is is I think your story is, um, you know, um, just a guy slogging away at a travel agent, which is a uh, notoriously low margin, hard work business, and um. Stumble on marketing automation and then almost over the course of a weekend go from being a retail travel agent to a, a SaaS app entrepreneur and,
0: yeah. <laughs> and largely in part to Dan Norris as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting story and it's a, I, I guess probably the biggest learning out of it is it's it's actually all about perception.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we'll talk about Fused in a minute, but maybe if we could get back into the time machine and go back a, a few years when you were um, working with in the travel agency. Um mm. When you first started, what kind of were you using to kind of manage your list? Was it one of the more basic tools like MailChimp or Aweber or something like that?
0: Yeah. So I guess I'd probably have a um, a relatively normal evolution into online marketing uh, that, that probably most of your listeners are going through right now or have been through. Um, so I opened the agency or well, didn't open the agency, I joined the agency um, as an owner in two thousand and nine. And at that point, I'd only done like maybe I'd, I'd managed a website build um, with a local designer at one point for the old agency. So I'd had pretty much no experience in the online space, and so that's exactly what we did. We um, um, I joined an agency which had been around since the late 1950s, so a very uh, a, a very long-standing agency. They'd never uh, our customers had never been marketed to. So my first job was really to 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 get to know our customers. And I thought the best best way to do that would have been to, you know, start emailing and talking to them. So I signed up for a MailChimp account. I hired a um an Indian developer to design our website on Odesk. And um I quickly realized over the course of a few months that neither were the right fit for what we we're doing. <laughs> I was gonna ask <laughs> you about the developer. Absolutely. So I, I think um uh, it it would have progressed very similar to what most people do. so I got the developer, he coded up a basically a, a more hard coded a um, a custom uh, website and then I sort of got involved with James Shramko and his community at Superfast business and learned a little bit more about what you can do on the web and about website building and realized that WordPress was was the um was was going to be a lot simpler for us to use, and so I think the next the next foray was I uh Paid uh, another development company on Odesk to convert the site that we built um, custom across to WordPress, so that we could add new posts, et cetera, et cetera. And I think the next step was uh, for from the website evolution was using templates. And so I probably spent well, gee, it would have been 100, 100 plus hours through this process, and probably five or six thousand dollars through the process as well. Um, so quite quite a substantial amount of money only to, to work out that um, if I'd uh, you know gotten gotten involved with some uh, some people who knew what they were talking about earlier that I could have done it all on maybe three or four hours worth of work and twenty dollars to buy a WordPress theme. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, always <laughs> model your model your behavior of yeah. someone who's actually doing it right to begin
0: with. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I think so. Probably the biggest lesson for me there, and it's something that I've um, taken on 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 through the the rest of my business career, has been to to a to to find yourself a mentor and b um, find them fast because they're going to shortcut. Um, a, a lot of the learnings and a lot of expenses and costs. So I think that's probably the the big thing that I do now is when I, I, I go into something that I don't understand or I don't know, then I'll um, I'll find someone who does and I'll pay them whatever they're asking because <laughs> in, invariably they're going to save me money in the long term.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I'll put a mm. shout out to James Shramko's community as well. I'm a member there. And um, there's a fantastic amount of value and a lot of really smart
0: people in there as well. Mm, Yeah. So the next thing we did, um, so I started emailing our customers, and I quickly realized because they'd never been marketed to before, that they're quite unresponsive, and it wasn't a just um, using email alone wasn't a great way to connect with them. So are these uh, are
1: are these just broadcast straight broadcast emails? Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: We were doing like a a weekly sort of newsletter uh, type of thing, and it was pretty much what every business does. So it might have even been monthly, to be honest, actually. Um, and one of the trends that was sort of taking place at that time um, was sort of video. And so I started shooting videos. Instead of instead of doing uh, just like a newsletter, I'd shoot a quick roundup of all the travel news and I'd send that out to our, our, our customer base weekly. And what I quickly found from that is that I started getting people – um, um, starting to to reply to the, the the email messages with the links to the videos, and I started having people um, uh, when I answered the phone and say, "This is Jake." They they talked to me like they knew me, like they were my friend, and I didn't have a clue who was on the other end of the line. Um, so, video really served a great um, a great purpose in our agency in that it, re- it 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 really resonated with our with our customer base and. Um, it it allowed me to get to know. It allowed them to get to know me without me having to invest in uh, a thousand individual relationships, which was really powerful.
1: And I think, especially for travel, since it's such a uh, you know, experience based um, product that yeah, yep. video sells out really well. Did you uh, put those videos up on YouTube or did you go straight to Wistio?
0: Yeah, um, we started with YouTube, and then it would have just been a referral from from that. That same um, that same forum or that same community uh, where Wistia was starting to get um, get popular and starting to talk about it, so I switched across to Wistia. Um, I think I would have been one of the first to switch across to Wistia in that forum for for all of my videos for a couple of reasons. I guess the main one, from my perspective, was the video sitemap. So at the time, Google was allowing you to, or basically, if you had a video. Um, um, embedded on your site with the, in the right format, then it would display a little like thumbnail image in the Google search results. Mm-hmm. And um, YouTube videos do this automatically but the problem with YouTube is that they link back to YouTube when I wanted to funnel as much traffic right. through the video to my site. And so by using Wistia, um, Wistia was able to format these videos in the right way that they showed in the search results but they came straight to my site.
1: Right. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. So that was probably the, the the main reason I was using Wistia in place of YouTube, um, which was against the trend a little bit. But um, I stayed with Wistia, and I guess the next trend that I saw, and this is this is all in sort of a matter of eighteen months, eighteen months to two years, uh, the next trend was uh, a lot of people starting to talk more and more about marketing automation, and so I went off and bought Infusionsoft, and I started doing some basic marketing automation for our um, for our travel agency. Um, which was fantastic. It really sort of had a had a good of positive effect on our um on our business. Uh, at that point, we were using some CRM and task management um, platforms to uh, manage our client bookings, and I guess probably the biggest reason I switched to Infusionsoft was that uh, by doing so, uh, I could actually automate some of those um like. Or what would I call them? Transactional messages that were going to be, be, between a, a consultant and a customer, mm-hmm. or importantly, messages that weren't going from a consultant to a customer.
1: Yeah, very true. Very true. Mm. So when you when you looked at Infusionsoft so and you started putting that in, what were the very first steps you started taking with that with that marketing automation?
0: Um, So the first thing I wanted to do is when I uh, implemented Infusionsoft is I wanted to basically make the exercise cost-neutral. So I wanted to find some point in my business which was going to save me the $300 per month that it cost me to have Infusionsoft. Um, And because I hadn't been doing a great deal of sort of marketing automation itself, I worked out that you could actually apply – you could use a tool for some um, um, internal business processes. And so the first thing that we did is we looked at our existing booking management process. Um, so, for instance, when um, whenever, whenever anybody books a travel a trip with us, there's a few uh, a few things that have to happen on every booking. So, for instance, they have to pay a deposit, they have to pay final payment, they have to we have to ask them about travel insurance, we have to check that if if any visas are required um, for their country that they're visiting. Uh, we also like to um, check off on a few extra things like airport parking, et cetera, et cetera. At the time, we're also uh, welcoming everybody home with a custom, or with a um, with a card, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I took our current task system. We we're using a platform called Capsule CRM, which was mm-hmm. fantastic, yeah. um, but it's it it basically was um was consultant driven still. So it it set the task on the right date, but then the consultant had to manually do that. So we took that, we converted it to Infusionsoft. Um, and then we added in some of these emails or some of these messages that we weren't actually um, already asking the client. So some really good examples of that is that there are some um, there are some products in the travel industry that make money, but it's uh, they don't make enough money that it's worth the consultant actually having that conversation with the client. So for instance. Foreign exchange is a great one because there's a low, uh, there's a low sort of commission that we get on that. It's about one or two percent, mm-hmm. um, and the average order size might be a thousand dollars. So it's like a ten or twenty dollar um, commission for us to actually um, go through that foreign currency um, conversation. And so, uh, if we're t- talking about how long it would take a consultant to go through and ask that manually, it, it's just not worth it. But by using Infusionsoft, we're able to automate that message. You um, put it in a nice email and with some links to the foreign currency platforms and the the, the, uh, the travellers able to go off and order it themselves and we would get that commission. So a couple of little things like that, airport parking, et cetera, et cetera, some sort of like um, pet pet mining facilities, Just a few little things like this which I guess increased the average order size by between 10 and sort of $60 on, on a booking. So these are the things that uh, was fantastic for me to be able to provide a better service to our customers. Um, it was fantastic for our consultants because it was making them more money and, and it was actually taking them less time to, to, to manage the booking as well. So that alone, that one little sequence, um, it, it made us probably $600 a month rather than, uh, uh um, Uh, So it's like $1,200 or something like that, or $1,000. We're making extra and we're paying $300 to have stuff. Yeah,
1: fantastic. Mm. And what I like about your approach as well is that when when a lot of people think about marketing automation, they just think, oh, it's just some tool to spam out a million email messages to everyone. But but you're actually using it to, one, um, automate your internal task flow, but two, trigger actual human touch points with the customer, you know, like, so two weeks from now, I want a reminder to send these people a card or make a follow-up phone call so you can actually do some face-to-face with these people. And and that's kind of, I think, the real power of marketing automation is Mm -hmm. that you can, you can, um, you know, manage your internal task flow a lot easier and convert more customers by reminding yourself to (laughs) get away from the computer and get on the phone and call.
0: Exactly. That's probably one of the biggest things. Well, number one, I think... The terminology is just, just totally the wrong terminology um, um, t- to start with. So marketing automation doesn't actually – I don't think it explains what it, what it is very well. Um, it's actually for me, it's more sort of uh, business process management or, or business – it's like a business control system or something else. It's not marketing yeah. automation. Yeah,
1: fair enough.
0: That word automation I think is, is also incorrect because – well uh, it's it it leaves negative connotations. Um, I, I the travel industry is a high service industry, as are a lot of industries like lots of bricks and mortar is high service and and generally, you don't want to be just um, sending out canned messages and sort of sending out auto automatic messages um, to your customers because, they don't always appreciate it and uh, people sort of i guess connect automation with that yeah. when realistically you can hide a lot of that automation but behind that sort of layer that that's that consultant layer or that that internal layer so you can be assigning tasks and sending yourself emails to actually you know trigger the conversation with the customer rather than having that that email automatically sent if that if you're not comfortable with that yeah and
1: moving moving your customers through a pipeline so you don't um, you or your consultants don't actually miss a step in the process, and everything exactly. Everything gets followed up that needs to get followed up. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. And I think automation—the word automation itself—just has a bad rap that it's cold, mm. cold, and impersonal. But you're using it yep. to create more of a personal touch with your customers, which is always good.
0: That's the important part. I think. I think if you, um, you, you really need to to think about. Um, uh, well, there's a couple of questions I ask whenever we do anything in our business. It's number one. Does, it, um, does, does, doing, does making this change impact our customer in a positive way? Does making this change impact our business in a positive way? So they're the first two questions I ask. If I say yes to number one, we, we'll do it. If I say yes, uh, if we say no to number one but we say yes to number two, then I ask myself a third question. Okay, does this impact our customer in a negative way? And if, in, if that's a yes, then we don't implement it. But if it's a no, then we'll implement that internal process. Yeah, fair enough. So
1: there's lots of benefits in getting started with these uh, marketing automation slash business management type mm. systems. Um, what do you think stops most people from from getting started?
0: I think um, the unknown. So number one, um, I, I guess the other connotation automation has is that it's going to be complex to set up. Yeah, for sure. And so most people are very... Um, it's a daunting task to tackle, or, or the perception. There's that word again. The perception is that it's a daunting task to to, uh, to to tackle, and so I think that's what stops most people.
1: Well, Infusionsoft especially has a bit of a reputation mm. for being confusion soft. How long did it take you to kind of get your head around the back end of that uh, product?
0: I'm I'm a a relatively tech savvy guy, but but even then, it took it. it I'll tell you, what, it took to actually understand the product. It took probably four or five hours. Um, so, so not that large of a learning curve. Yeah. To understand how to use, like, to to, to understand like the uh, the uh, philosophy around using automation in the business, that was a process that took probably eighteen months.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So there's a lot of there's a lot of training on it, how you use a platform. There's not a lot of training about why why you should be using yeah. it and how best to use it. So I think that's the really that's the hard part.
1: Yeah, I guess it's the difference between you know, how do you drive a car mechanically—you know, turn the key and turn the, you know, turn the key, step yep. on the pedal—or you know, how do you race a Formula One?
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, th- that's a very good—that's um, uh, uh, a very good analogy.
1: And so, um, I know you've gotten into Active Campaign recently over at Fused, which we'll talk about in a second. But um, how do you find the the comparison in in the learning curve around Active Campaign? <clears throat>
0: It's actually pretty similar, um, realistically, because again, I think it it does really it matters less about the platform and more about a um like what you're using it for. for so sure. and, and and what you're using it for is agnostic, regardless of if you're using active campaign infusion soft entreport. Um, so I think it's probably best to understand or to, to try and understand how to use it before you actually use it. I guess. Where ActiveCampaign certainly excels is that if you're already using a mail a mail system, and most people will be, they'll be using Mailchimp or GetResponse or AWeber, um, then ActiveCampaign is is there is pretty much no learning curve, um, as you're quite aware, to actually replace what you're already doing with Mailchimp um with active campaign.
1: Yeah, that's what really kind of attracted me about it is that it's an easy transition. Um like you said, yeah, if you go out and buy a hammer, that doesn't necessarily you know how to use a hammer, but it doesn't mean mm. you know how to build a house. So um there's always going to be that learning curve on how you apply that knowledge, but I think wrapping your head around you can get started easy by doing the stuff you're already familiar with. Yeah. And then you can bolt on more and more sequences and more and more automation as you get more comfortable with mapping out your business workflow. Um, and how you want it to look and then implementing that in the tool. Yep. All right. So um, I'd love to move on to Fuse now. So for those of people who aren't familiar with how you moved from from the travel agency to being a SaaS app entrepreneur, why don't you just quickly tell us that story?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're we're about two years into me owning a travel agency and heavily embedded in a few communities online. Um, I was enjoying the online space more and more I'd started a podcast on multimedia marketing I was obviously shooting a lot of video using Wistia using Infusionsoft and one of my friends that I'd been speaking to quite a bit at that point was Dan Norris who we spoke about a little bit earlier and so he was he was basically um, he, he'd, he'd allocated a year of his time and um, and wages towards building a product called informally which is like a a, um, a software as a service application mm-hmm. and he would sort of Gotten into the last month or so, where he was basically running out of cash, and he needed to um, to reallocate one of his developers. He had two developers working on the product, and um, so basically, he he had to let one of his developers go. And instead of just letting them go, he he wanted to ensure that um, he found them more work and and found them a, a place to work. And so he asked a few people online and shot me a, a Skype message. On a Friday afternoon and said, I've got um got to let this guy go. Would you be interested in taking him? And at that point, I'd not even I've got no sort of development background. I'd not not even considered um looking at development. I said yes. And I thought, well, a number one, it's relatively cheap, under a thousand dollars a month, the, the cost of his salary for a full-time employee. Um, number two is we were building some websites for, for selective clients. So I thought, even if I don't get him to develop something else, um, I can use him to help build these websites. So that was my fallback. Um, and number three, I was intrigued with what you could do with Wistia and what you could do with Infusionsoft. And so on a Friday, I said, yes, he started work on a Monday. Um, I thought about what, what I'd get him to do over the weekend and we decided that, um, we wanted to connect Wistia and Infusionsoft. So one of the core features that Wistia allow you to do is that they allow you to track a user. So you can tag somebody watching a video with the email address. So if if they click a link in your email that you've sent out, um, then uh, Wistia um, will will grab the email that was sent to and it will sort of apply it to the player. And then it will track the view, any view that they watch of your video. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to – I said to our developer, I said, hey, what I'd like to do is I'd like to be able to select a parameter. So if somebody watched, say, above 50% of this video, then I'd like to send them an email uh, via Infusionsoft. And so he went off and he worked out that we could connect it and then it was working. I played around with it a little bit and I decided, okay, well, let's build this in a way where I can ask some other friends if they want to use the system as well. And so we built in a, um, a user module interfused and that was great. That took a, another day. Um, and then I started showing a couple of friends and they're like, oh, this is fantastic. Um, and then um, somebody said, can you do the exact same thing here, connect the, the the platform to GoToWebinar, which is a webinar platform and it works along the same uh, um uh, along the same parameters, so someone wanted to, to know when a, someone attended or didn't attend a, a, a webinar and then they wanted to put them into different email sequences and so we connected that. Within a month, we had um, paying users on board um, and within six months, we were well and truly embedded in in a few communities in, including Infusionsoft and Entreport
1: yeah that's a great story so in that that first weekend, was that this all like whiteboards and post-it notes and you trying to figure out what you wanted to do or
0: <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't um i'm was it is it really
1: just you wanted something to solve your own problem yeah
0: yeah I w- it was solving it was it was solving my i guess it was solving my problem i'm not i don't have too many original thoughts um, <laughs> uh a lot of what I do is that i see like i i can i model um, like leaders, very very easily. I, I seem to be able to model, and I, I guess in most cases, I would say that I can improve or I can find points where I can actually do something better. Yeah. And there are some products in the marketplace that were already doing this, which I, I thought, well, this is really cool. I'd love to be able to do this. A guy named Jermaine Griggs, um, who had built WordPress plugins to, yeah. to, to, to do this Wistia stuff, and another guy named Brad Martineau had a product called Plus This. And they were both doing it. And I thought, yeah, cool. I'd love to be able to do it. I love the concept. And so we went off and developed it. And um, I guess I, I believe we made it better.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I love how you kind of started with the, the platform and, um, yep. again, modeling, modeling successful people by reaching out to influencers and getting them on board so they get mm. them talking about it as well. Because I think uh, that the person you were referring to, GoToWebinar, was that Taki?
0: It was, Yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. So yep. yeah, whenever you got Taki Moore and uh, James Ramco on board, it's probably it's probably going to go pretty well for you.
0: Yeah, I think and that um see I think the way that, that this is a whole whole nother conversation, but this goes down to how I guess I network online. And um these are relationships that come about not from me just approaching him and saying, hey, I've got this, use it. I'd been nurturing these for pretty much my entire career online. So James was the first person that sort of attracted me into the online space and I had invested two years into providing value and learning and implementing before I'd even asked him to do anything for me. And this was, I didn't even have to ask him at that point because he was just, you know, he he knew me, he respected what I was doing and he was happy to promote something that was going to benefit his listeners.
1: Yeah, for sure. And he's he's a genuine guy and you're right, you know, you add value before you... Or you ask for something. Mm. Um, so now that you've got a few people uh, using Fused uh, yep. at this point in the story, um, are you rolling out features, or are you just getting them to tell you what they need?
0: That's exactly right. So um, now it's 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 one hundred percent user driven. Um, so every feature, apart from that, in fact, there was I tell a lie. There was one other feature. Um, that I embedded into the platform because I wanted it. But every other feature has been um, driven by uh, what the users want. Um, so now we integrate with uh, with Shopify, of course, with Active Campaign, integrate with Google Calendar, we've got like a um a plugin for Chrome browser, some some help desk systems, et cetera, et cetera. Um and so we we've got quite a um a, a, a nice stable of integrations. Um at this point, um, we have slowed down in continuing to develop new features we're enhancing the features we currently have and um at this point i guess the main reason behind that is that we're we're providing tremendous value with our product but i've seen another market which needs help and so we've started working on, on another product Um, in in, in another space, which I I believe we're we're trying to, I guess, interrupt and actually, um, um, you know, uh, revolutionize, I guess, as well.
1: Oh, I'm intrigued now. I suppose you're not (laughs) going to share that with us at this point, though, are you? Well,
0: I I can. We do have a landing page up for it. So um, I've been following along. Obviously, there's um, your listener will hopefully know about – uh, the pl- uh, platforms like lead pages, yeah for sure um, and unbounce which are landing page templates, so what um, they obviously do is that they they provide well designed landing pages so that you can within a couple of minutes you can have something up and you be, can be collecting emails, etc etc well, one of the big things with the payment and with, with shopping carts is that there isn't really any product that allows you to, to have like a selection of simple landing, like uh, like um layouts, like payment page layouts where you can collect money from people really simply and easily. So um it's a product we called Merge Cut, and um, we've just started developing this week, and we won't be due to open until ooh, somewhere in early two thousand and fifteen, but it's a space which I think really needs some innovation and it really needs some simplification.
1: Cool, very cool. I look forward to seeing all that stuff. Um, just before we uh, close off our interview here, so um, going back to Fuse for a second, mm. have, have there been any um, features that customers have asked for that were just a complete surprise to you and you didn't kind of see it coming?
0: Probably um, Probably the big one for me was was the need for... Uh, well, it's probably our, our Chrome extension, which uh, which for a time was also a Gmail extension. So people want to be able to access, which kind of makes sense when you look at it. It's a very, it's a very simple one. Um, but basically what it allows you to do is that when uh, when you're in Gmail um, if you say you've, you're, you've got a message open in, in, um, in your inbox, um, this little extension just looks at the sender's name, or the sender's email address, and it pulls in all their contact information from ActiveCampaign.
1: Very cool. And it does it also tells you what sequences and tags they have or yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yep, very automation cool. series, et cetera, et cetera. So this was a very simple one. Um, and in theory, it's just another browser window that would be open. But um a lot of people really, really they asked for it for a long time before I actually implemented it. And um yeah, so that was I guess surprising because for me it offers it does offer value, there's no doubt about it. But I didn't see that it offered a substantial amount of value, but it does.
1: Yeah, very cool. All right, Jake. Well, we might uh, wrap it up there. So um, mm. where can people find out more about Fused App and all the groovy, yeah, um, groovy stuff you can do with that?
0: Absolutely. So just head across to Fused App, dot com. Cool. All right. Well,
1: thanks, Jake. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to having you back later when uh, and sharing a sequence with us.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, Barry. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jake.
1: Really great interview with Jake there. I love his story of how he got started uh, into the marketing automation space and into the entrepreneurial world. He's a really nice guy. I just saw him recently at an event down in Sydney where he gave a presentation on a sales funnel for uh, James Shramko. Really, really interesting stuff. As always, you can find the show notes over at theactivemarketer.com website. You can find the show notes for this particular episode at theactivemarketer.com forward slash Jake. And just before we go, this is a new podcast and I'm trying to get the message of marketing automation out in front of as many people as possible because I think it's a powerful, powerful tool for growing your business. I really appreciate it if you could share this podcast with someone who you think will find it useful. Until next week, you can find all the show notes and more blog posts over at theactivemarketer.com. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer podcast. You can find the show
0: notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.